What up, Mother Fathers? This week's episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father is brought to you by our friends at KiwiCo and Green Chef. Uh, I know Green Chef has a $100 offer for you guys, and KiwiCo is going to give you 50% off their first box, or your first box, of course, because they have all the boxes, and you're going to want them. Um, so make sure you guys tune into those uh, and take advantage of those offers. But until then, as always, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Or, baby, keep it pushing. Too. If you've been listening, you know how we do. Hi, I'm Andrew, the father. We got Ivory, the daughter, and Gio, our little man, and Daniela. I don't think an entrance is needed. You probably know the voice from all the time on Nickelodeon. The is a dumb like a mother father. If you got a son or daughter, it could be a lot of we know. Sheesh. You ain't gotta be the mother father. You could be the son or daughter. This is still the right show. Yeah. We'll meet you where you are in your life or your car. If you need or your fire, you got a cat or a dog. Good vibes or a problem in school. I got a job. We just want to know who you are. So we can say thank you for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yay! Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And you are Gio, the... Gio. That's <laughs> Gio right. Gio. And Gio, how old are you today? <laughs> did you have a birthday party, Gio? A birthday party. Yeah? And what'd you do at your birthday? Um, cake. You had cake. You're right. Did you go in the bounce house? Mm? Did you go in the bounce house? I'm doing about out. Yeah? About out. Did you see all, all the people? Yeah. <laughs> did you get candles on your cake? Get candles. That's right. And what'd you do with the candles? out. <laughs> what did you do this morning? What did Dad Dad get you? Huh? Cyber truck. I wake up. You got a cyber truck? Was it fun? All right, guys. Well, <laughs> welcome back to adulting. We've got Gio with us and we're in the closet. And I wanted to just real briefly touch on a couple things before we get into the bulk of the episode, which is... Um, featuring a very special guest, a surprisingly special guest. We spontaneously decided to interview my dad who came into town for Gio's birthday. And um, it was a it was a great conversation. You know, there were some moments where I felt kind of awkward. I think he did too and a little nervous. But he was super transparent and... Um, you know, it's weird. It's like you guys have been such a part of our lives these last two years. And I feel like the more we involve some of the people that are closest to us, it kind of helps put a little bit more context to the adulting like a mother father life. Careful, Gio, don't trip. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say, G? <laughs> I wish you guys could see his face. <laughs> All right, guys, as you can hear, we got a lot going on here. Um, but as we do, we're going to jump into wins and fails real quick, or we're going to try to get through them. Um, this week, I feel like it's it's pretty simple. Uh, I would imagine that we share the same win, and that is just experiencing Geo's party. Uh, and to add to that, it would be like the, the several days we had on the ranch before that um, because we were out of our house because there was a commercial shoot here, so we Airbnb'd at this, like, amazing incredible ranch property um we can talk more about that another time but it was just it was such a good getaway for us 
Uh, we celebrated 10 years together there, which was incredible. Uh, and then we, you know, we came home Saturday and we hit the ground, busted running. a move and somehow we pieced together with the help of a lot of people pieced together Gio's birthday party, which was amazing. It was so much fun and it was really surreal and it feels weird because we're recording right now on a Tuesday. We're a day late um, getting this episode up because, again, it's been a lot. There's been a lot going on, <laughs> but it is Gio's official birthday today. And so, you know, here we are almost two years of doing this podcast with a two-year-old and um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just there's a lot of feelings and I feel like if I could actually spell out what's going on right now, you guys, in the background, we've got Gio who has separation anxiety, so it's really hard to find the time to do this podcast. Um, my dad is staying with us. My brother's camping out in Ivory's room. Ivory's sleeping in Gio's room and thank God Mimi is here, but her neck hurts, so she can't really help too much and we're stuck in the closet trying to figure out our lives. Ah, uh, I uh, just had to keep it one hundo. But um, we had my dad come on the show. We court recorded this last night while the kids were asleep. And it was like the first time in a long time that I had, you know, I don't know that we had this kind of conversation with him. And so I don't want to take too much time away from it. It's, it's a lengthy convo. Again, we're a little bit... Um, nervous having this conversation he was really honest um but there was some like <laughs> kind of weird awkward moments just because he's never done anything like this and we don't get to spend a ton of time together so um yeah just wanted to preface it with that anything you want to add no nah, let's not waste any more time let's jump in okay All right. Well, let's introduce Big Lou. So this is my dad of 32 years here on the couch in in person. Um, we thought that we would just, you know, have you on, shoot the shoot the shite. And uh, I'm going to hand over my mic and I'll be sharing with Andrew now. Welcome to the show, Big Lou. <laughs> Hello, everyone out there in, uh, I don't know, broadcast land. I can't with the broadcast land. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. So this is our podcast. Okay. okay. Adulting like a mother, father. I know you listen. Okay. Yeah, so don't do pretend you don't. All the time. Yep. Anything come to mind from, from the podcast? Any, any? Well, a lot of personal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of personal stuff of yours. Is it, have you heard anything that's personal about you? No. Or it's just about her, about us? No, you guys. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Me? I... No, no, you guys don't talk about me. Daniela doesn't like me. That's not true. Wow, kicking it. Just get right into it. <laughs> what the heck is happening? I'm, I'm being put on the spot now. This is my show. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's what happens when you don't prep. What? You know what I mean? Then, like, then you don't control it. Okay. Well, give me <laughs> this mic again. Um, no, that's not true. It's just usually our topics come down to what we've been dealing with in our own like personal four walls, which have been the bulk of the last two years. And so we haven't really touched a lot. And honestly, it's been a touchy thing to even talk about anyone else in our lives. Cause we feel like it's not ours, our business to, you know, I don't know, chit chat around about people that don't necessarily want to be discussed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes and no. 
I think uh, you're beating around the bush a little <laughs> bit right now. Cut through the chase. What? No, I think I think we try to be sensitive about what we say, and we all, you know, we have we we love everybody around us. Oh. Um, Especially you, Big Lou. <laughs> as I look you right in the eyes. Watch uh, out. Other people are listening. The lighting is like dim. It's, it's late. We're, we're all cuddled up on the couch. Yeah. Um, no, I think we just try to be sensitive. Like, we love our parents. We love you know, our friends and family around us. But if there are things that we've experienced that, that we talk about, um, mostly because we, we feel like maybe other people can relate. Um, and they could take something of value from from that conversation. Then, you know, we try to share that, but um, it it's tough because you know if they're if they're if they lean slightly negative, then you you feel bad about it. You know, I'm 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 beating around the bush now a little. <laughs> what he's saying is that I could talk about our relationship in any light, good or bad. But if we talk about our relationships outside of us, we end up feeling guilty and like, oh, that's not our business, you know, to, to put out. But here you are. <laughs> yeah, makes sense, I guess. Oh, okay. So yeah. what's it like being, I'll let you, I'll, being I'll my let you dad? I'll let you have that one. <laughs> what's it like being my dad? What's it, oh, my goodness. What's it like being your, your dad? Okay. From start to finish or just uh, from... No, just the cliff notes. <laughs> well, um... It's great. It's it's great. Yeah, you know, I'm proud of both my kids very much. I love them very much, and uh, I think that uh, you know they can accomplish anything that they want. Yeah, you're shaking your head. Yes. No, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. a beautiful thing. <laughs> do you do you have? Let's just jump right into what we do on adulting. Do you have a win and a fail with a, being a dad? Oh, oh man. Oh wow! Yeah, that's tough. You just you just hit me in the gut. Didn't well, it's you? like it's a it's a limited time show. You know oh, I mean? okay. So well, we're no, just I thought we right had all it. night. I thought this is like you know pillow talk all night long. Mm. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> okay, a win and a lose, huh? A win and a win fail. And a fail. Okay, a win and a fail. Oh man, um, win uh, was having them. You know, having the kids was was incredible. Uh, I uh, I really really got involved with uh, you know going through all the classes and uh, and when we finally decided to have kids it was like you know I was all in I was completely all in um, is my is my win too long no not at all <laughs> okay. not at all so the win was the win was having them yeah which I can relate to it's yeah it's absolutely the best it's the most thing in incredible the world. feeling in the world you know and. Uh, uh, the the fail was uh you know having the the breakup in in uh, our relationship with uh, Dina with my relationship with Dina um you know it uh it sucks having a breakup and then you know just being kind of separated from your kids and stuff uh and still trying to be a good father you know it's it's tough it's really tough but then again, it's also you're trying to fix your life, and uh, and so it's a it's a you know it's a tug of war. You you sit there and you go, okay, well I'm no good to anybody unless I fix my life, and then you're guilty about okay now I'm focusing too much on myself, 
and leaving my you know my kids behind and so it's it's tough i mean i've gone did you always feel that push and pull like was was that always there at some level to this day you know yeah you know and i've gone through a heck of a lot of therapy a lot you know i still go i still go to therapy and uh and it's helpful you know it's very helpful but uh yeah that feeling's always there no matter what you know did i screw up did i make the right decision um, should I feel guilty about, you know, that I was focusing on making myself better so that I could be better for them? Yeah, because when you leave, you just kind of go, okay. And people say it all the time. Oh, I'm doing it for the kids, you know, because the relationship is is not good, and I don't want the kids to see that. And then, you know, then you try to make up for all that. And, uh you know, and try to fix it all, and and then you're struggling with yourself because of all the feelings that you have. So it's yeah, it's 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 not fun, you know. It's not, and then you know you damage the family. I, I mean, when well, when I got married, it was supposed to be forever, you know, and it just didn't work out. You know, some people just are, you know, oil and water, and uh, and don't mix and. You know, though you think you, you're going to and you try like hell to make it happen. And then, you know, you wake up one day and you're just like, uh, I'm not happy. <laughs> and I'm and I feel like I'm really screwing this thing up bad and I'm no good to anybody. You know, then you start punishing yourself and you start doing stupid things. And then you, know, you try to fix it all and then you go on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I, I get that. Um this may be too personal and maybe a tough question, but a lot of times I, I think a lot of people fall into that boat at some point in life. And you see a lot of like parent situations where it's almost like they know for five years, 10 years, even longer that like that it's not the right situation for them, but they ride it through mm-hmm. for the kids. And then usually they end up separating once the kids are out of high school or whatever. Do you feel like you, you knew it sometime before you started going a different path? Oh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, how honest do you want me to be? As <laughs> honest as you're comfortable with. He's like me. It's like, we're, I mean, I feel like we just say whatever. Yeah. We're open. Well, it, and it's, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're being honest, it, it was uh, when, when Dina and I got together, I think we got uh, engaged, you know, twice or something. You know, I, I broke it off, and then we went back together. And I've never known that. Oh, really? No. Yeah, we had a, an engagement dinner and everything. Oh shit! Yeah, we had an engagement dinner and everything, and then I broke it off, and, uh, and then we got engaged again. And uh, was it, so? I know this is a long time ago, but is there anything that stands out to you that's that what what were your reservations early on obviously uh, things change it just it, i don't it, you know it was one of those things where you just something in the back of your mind says is this the right thing you know sure are you are you doing this for another reason or you know or or is this you know is this really going to work and really soon into the relationship, we, you know, we went to marriage encounters. We went to therapists and, and you know, for our the majority of our relationship. And then with the kids, it, uh, also, you know, 
and uh and it just like i said it got to that point where it just seemed like it was never going to be what i expected it to be and as i said i i was doing more damage to the household than uh you know than i than i if i was to stick around and and yeah and you know if you it's your home it's your family and everything like that then you leave and it's like oh crap you know you you start a whole new life yeah you start from zero right yeah and it's it's crazy it's absolutely nuts yeah so yeah it's uh it's not pleasant it's not pleasant for anyone you know so but uh you know if if you're gonna get married (laughs) does it look like we're gonna get married (laughs) no (laughs) no how do you feel about that you know Andrew, <laughs> I've heard you guys' podcast, and uh, you know, be honest. I am going to be honest. Uh, I at this point, I think you're doing the right thing. At this point, you know, should you guys get married? You know, I I don't know if it. If that is going to put pressure on the relationship of, you know, having that commitment, then then I don't think it's a good idea if it's going to put pressure on that on the relationship. You know, if just having that that commitment and that bond. And I mean, if you have the bond already and and you guys you guys work through a lot of stuff. I mean, when you guys are on the podcast and stuff, I you know, I hear you guys work through it and. Yeah, I mean, everybody goes through, you know, relationship issues and stuff like that. I don't care how good of a relationship you have. You still, you're two different people. Yeah. So it does come down to having to give and take and the whole works, you know. Um, But, you know, Abby throws the same question at me, you know, every once in a while. Hey, uh, we ever going to get married? And I'm like, "Mm, no. I'm just, I'm not going to do that again. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. I'm so excited about this one. Okay, so now that summer is really, truly over, our minds are turning to fall and Halloween. And naturally, that sparks creativity from the costumes we pick to recipes we bake and decor we put up. Let KiwiCo foster that natural creative thinking and channel it into the hands-on fun for your kids to enjoy. Um, You can discover hands-on science and art projects you can get delivered to your door. KiwiCo offers creativity made convenient for your entire family. And I was even surprised by how much I loved this as an adult. I I just truly loved having KiwiCo a part of our family and like the different stages of our kids so far. 100%. And talking about stages, like this is exciting now because Gio's just turned two. <laughs> and so we've officially moved up a level into the koala crate, which is uh, for ages two to four. I was just taking a look at the projects in there. And let me tell you, some of these look rad. Um, the first one that stands out for me is the doctor's visit. Like I'm thinking, like let's school this dude up on some doctor stuff and then send him off to Dr. Joel and show him how to do his job, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and then, the, of course, the camping crate looks super cool. And the little bear pouch and just the crafts and the science element. For me, I think, you know, Gio isn't in a preschool environment right now. And these really capitalize on bringing that sort of preschool element home. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. but through the lens of like an interactive toy. So it's play and learning together. And that's what I think makes KiwiCo so unique and so fun. Yeah. What I love about it is in many ways, it's our job as, as parents and his parent and Ivory's parent to make and create projects for them, like give them creativity, you know, and allow them like allow that to open up for them and explore things. And it can be hard to do that. You on know, our with own, like yes. All the other things you have going on, you're like, oh, I also have to do this. And KiwiCo makes it so easy for us. Yep. I'm so excited to get our next box. Um, okay. Ready? Scare up some fun this Halloween. You guys, this makes me so excited. Just the mention of Halloween. Scare up some fun this Halloween with KiwiCo. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. You can get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with code ADULTING at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com. Use promo code ADULTING. And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. What, what is it about the marriage? Obviously, you've had an experience yeah, like not exactly. go the way that you yeah. wanted it to. But like, what is it about it now? Is it just because you have like yeah. a negative outlook I, on it or? No, I just... I think what it is is that I made, excuse me, I made that commitment. It didn't work and it was terrible. I mean, it was, it was, you know, probably one of the most terrible things ever, you know, when it comes down to that, uh, you know, that those type of situations, it just, it's not fun. You know, you ruin a whole family and not only do you ruin yourself, but you ruin that whole family. So, um, I just, even though Abby and I don't have, in, in case nobody, well, obviously yeah. nobody knows, but uh, yeah, Abby's, uh, I've been with Abby for ever since I've been away from, from Dina and before then, <laughs> you know, if I'm going to be honest, but, uh, you know, Dina and I, in my mind, we had no relationship towards the very end. And so I just pretty much checked out and I was honest about it in, in a roundabout way. You know, I said, I'm just not here anymore and I'm going to I'm going to find someone that I feel that I can be with and uh and so that's you know not not suggesting anybody does that cuz that's really crappy but you know it happened and so uh but we've been together for a very long time how long uh, I don't remember maybe Well let's see 20 years ish Yeah yeah yeah. You guys don't have an anniversary that you celebrate? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. do? Yeah. I okay. think it's August 28th or something like oh, that. okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is, August 28th. But, um, yeah, it. Uh, I, the, I guess, you know, roundabout way, it's just one of those things where I just want to, I don't ever want to go through that again. Mm-hmm. And But knows? do you think that you would? Like, well, with the- I, you know, I... I don't know. That's just it. I don't know. And because I don't know, I don't think so. I mean, I really don't think so. But at the same time, I can't say 100%. So I don't want to go through that. Let me ask you something. It, it's kind of random, but it ties to this. But did you ever have people around you, buddies or whatever, that were with somebody in the way that they talked about them? They were like 101% certain that yes. Yeah. 
do you like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like it's, it's, it's possible? Cause I think we're just all built differently. Do you think for you, it's possible to feel like that with Abby or with anybody at all? Or do you think there's always a yeah. slight fear of commitment? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Because I, I, I love, you know, loving people. I really do. I'm yeah. a, I'm a people person and I love it. And you know, why would you not want to have that kind of relationship? But you can't force that kind of relationship. And I don't, I mean, Abby and I have a great relationship, but we have our ups and downs. Yeah. You know, just like anybody else. And, and, but it's just one of those things that it just happens. It happens. And and you guys, I mean, obviously, you know, Abby and, uh, you know, she's a, she's a crazy, wonderful person. You know, she she loves life. She loves kids. She loves, she loves everything, you know, and, and she's She's very giving and, you know, and open and honest and, and all that stuff. So, and slightly funny too. Yeah. A little bit funny. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit on the ha ha side. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, yeah. We compete, we compete back and forth. Do you? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm better. Of course. <laughs> I'm so much funnier. You, you are so her dad. <laughs> she is <laughs> or so, so your, your daughter, man. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's the good part of her. Oh, thank you. What's the bad part of me? Uh, there is no bad no, part to you please. guys. No, please. You know, either one of you guys. There's no bad part to you guys. You know, it's just... Uh, life is tough nowadays, man. It really is. It, not even just because of everything that's going on. It's just... It's tough being a teenager. It's tough being an adult. It's tough being... Before you, from teenager to adulthood, it's just, it's tough. And, and sometimes people don't, you know, don't, don't think that that is happening with a lot of people. You know, they just kind of blow it off because their life wasn't like that. But there's a lot of people out there that struggle every single day just trying to feel good about themselves. And unfortunately, you know, that's just... Uh, that's the way of the world. And the world doesn't, you know, it doesn't try to help you out. It kicks you to the curb and, hey, move out of the way. You know, I'm going to go take on the world. And uh, if you you can't do it, that's your problem. You know, and th- that's tough. I mean, I grew up with all kinds of deficiencies. And the way that I dealt with them was I just had to do everything a lot harder and farther and stronger and this and that than, you know, the next one the next person to me and mm-hmm. uh and i succeeded but i i stumbled you know i stumbled a lot and then i succeeded very well and then stumbled and you know and so but a lot of it has to do with the people around you you know you can you you know you can create an empire and then have it ripped away from you for no reason at all and that's real life yeah, it makes me think of a conversation we've had a lot around mm-hmm. work, and I feel like that's what you're referencing right now. And I wanted to talk well, about life that. is like that too. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, your level of success and really just the success doesn't mean financially all no. the time, right? Just the person that you are heavily relates to the people that you keep around you. Mm-hmm. Like you see all this stuff floating around Instagram, whatever. It's like you're only as good as you know the five people around you yeah. or whatever. It's it's very very true. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was thinking as you were talking, like I, I related it back to a work conversation that we've had a bunch of times about your past experience. And I do want to touch on that. And it's, we're changing gears here a little bit, but I think it's, it's a cool 
it's a story that people can learn from and take something from about how like you were becoming more and more successful in your sales career. Opening up Pandora's box. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's valuable for people. So if you're not comfortable, that that's totally yeah, fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, what are they going to do? Come get me? No, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. So, I mean, correct the story where I'm wrong, but you were in sales. Mm-hmm. You, you were building your career. You were getting better and better and selling more and more every year and making more and more money as you would in sales. And you got to the point where like, your your management ownership started taking things away from you because they didn't believe that you should be more successful than any of them, right? Is that um, no? What it was was that uh, so there there's two parts of the story. As uh, as we were building the the company, I came onto the company when it was only like about four years old or so, and we had under fifty employees, and uh, and they were I mean they were they were growing. Oh, they were growing, and um, what ended up happening is that I came on board, and I started building a different type of business. They were basically business of business and end users and stuff like that, and I ended up bringing in distributors and these big old uh, dealers and and stuff like that. And so the business grew very quickly, and within four years of uh, being with them, um, yeah, the place exploded, and we ended up. When I left, after 10-plus years, we had uh, over 700 employees. We were doing wow. well over $150 million in sales. I, my direct sales were probably about 20 25% of, the, of all the business. Yeah. And then my distributor sales were, you know, another, cheese, probably that much as well. That's crazy. And what ended up happening is that, unfortunately— after the fact, uh, you know, uh, they took me off commissions and put me on a base and then basically took all my accounts and said, you got to rebuild everything. And, uh, and I'd been the top producer for, I think, eight years of the 11 years or 10 years that I was with them. And, uh, yeah. And so you wake up one day and you built this business and this, you know, this not so much a lifestyle, but a business and you loved it. And then all of a sudden it changes overnight and you're like, how can this happen for no reason at all, you know, uh, that you know of later down the the line, I realized that the reason they were doing it is they were selling the business. And so Ah. they had to change that bottom line. And, you know, when you're paying employees Mm -hmm. a lot of money, yeah, it wasn't attractive to potential buyers. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's when I basically, you know, I I cut a good deal with them. Not a great deal, but I cut a good deal with them that was uh, a two-year deal. And after a month, I just said, you know what? I just don't believe in the company anymore. I don't believe in – I'm not going to go and build and stay here another year or two, build more business for you guys, and then for what? Because – you're going to sell the place and I'm going to get left with nothing. No, so I, yeah, you know, but I, they gave me a great opportunity. You know, it wasn't like it was, you know, one sided towards the end. It felt like it was, uh, but, uh, you know, I did have a great opportunity. I learned a lot and I enjoyed the, you know, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That all, that all sounds, uh, like what we've discussed, but I, I don't think we went f- further after that. Like 
from that point, what was your next step? Like, <laughs> how do you like? How do you rebound? How do you move on from that? Well, you don't rebound very quickly. Uh, well, at least I didn't rebound very quickly. I I did go out on my own and start my own business, and I was doing some consulting. I landed. Uh, uh, in the same field, I landed a couple, uh, uh, like a year consulting job, a six-month consulting job, a two-year consulting job, but you know, obviously not making anywhere near the money that I had uh, I'd made previously after building a, a, a business for ten years, and and so yeah, that was probably most stressful time in my life, uh, you know, besides separation and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you. Uh, for seven years, I really just, you know, just suffered, you know, and, uh, yeah. and so sold everything, you know, started scratch and, uh, um, and, you know, just kept on going and, you know, so hey, you do it, you just do it. Yeah. All right, everyone sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. All right, guys, if you like food, before you do anything else, go to greenchef.com slash adulting100 and use code adulting100 for, you guessed it, $100 off your first go with Green Chef, and that includes free shipping. Uh, Now, look, if you've been listening to adulting, we've talked a lot about Green Chef. We absolutely love their meal kits. They're the number one meal kit for eating well. So many things and so many reasons to love about Green Chef, but ultimately, they just make eating well easier and more fun than ever yeah Uh, and they they have like mind they curate things mindfully like they're right up my alley yeah like you can feel good about what you're actually eating and there's so much variety you can choose from 30 easy to follow recipes every week with options for keto paleo and plant-powered diets as well as meals to help you eat in a more balanced way what i personally loved about the experience with green chef and let me just preface this with like I actually enjoy cooking, um, so I'm not even necessarily like their target market, but what I learned about these meal kits is that I enjoy the idea of trying something new and having it all really spelled out for me. I'm also not someone to follow a recipe, but it's very visual experience. So I can like look at it, glance at it and go, oh, okay, I know what, what's happening. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a really easy and fun way to try something new that's really delicious. And obviously I love that they've got a good amount of really yummy plant-based options. Yeah. See, I'm a little different. Like I, I really enjoy cooking myself too, but I like really loved having like uh having direction to follow but also uh i guess i'm that guy you know Dude, we are but just so trying like the new things you know yeah no i know because so i pretty much cook almost the same thing all the time but like a slight variation of what i cook slight. yeah like i'll switch it up just depending on what we have available to us but i kind of it's the same flavors but green chef makes it interesting makes it fun and it's all over the map like you can try thai food indian food obviously they've got mexican italian like all these variations and i i just i know. gotta say everything we've had has been amazing like do you remember those i think they were called the baja cauliflower bowls mm-hmm. those were so good uh, i'm actually looking at the menu that's upcoming next week it starts on october 2nd uh if you're vegan just going to highlight a couple here the peanut udon noodle bowls and the black and sweet potato bowls look really good so if you're going to jump in make sure you guys grab those yeah um but hit them again with the offer because it is a good one okay so go to greenchef.com slash adulting 100 and use code adulting 100 to get a hundred dollars off including free shipping so just go to greenchef.com 
com slash adulting 100 and use code adulting 100 to get a hundred dollars off plus free shipping all right guys we're back here's adulting like a mother father so seven years of oh yeah suffering is that uh, at the end yeah, of that grieving. that's when you sold and moved away moved out of california or is this this is way before no so Okay, so it was a, it was about eight years total. Um, uh, when I left the company, I ended up going out on my own and working for a, a few other manufacturers. And uh, I was uh, I had contracts with one that for six months, another one for a year, another one for two years. Uh, but you know, not making anywhere near the money that I was making before, and uh, having to rebuild everything. And the thing is, is that in any type of business industry that uh, you're doing sales, uh, what ends up happening is that you're only as good as your customer base. And I had a great customer base, uh, but once you know, the companies that you're repping and stuff uh, end up with your customer base, then you know, you're pretty much- What do much, you have left? Yeah, you don't have much of anything. You know? And so uh, that happened to me three different times. And, uh, and so that's when I decided I didn't want to do this anymore after, uh, getting rid of everything that I own, refinancing the house numerous times, just trying to survive out here in California, uh, (laughs) selling my, uh, my motorcycle collection, which was, uh, uh, near a dear lot. to your heart. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it. Be honest. Was it harder to sell your motorcycle collection or leave the state where your kids were? Um, harder <laughs> to sell my motorcycle collection. <laughs> Truly harder. I loved my motorcycles. I had, yeah, I had uh, quite a collection. Yeah, and over thirty-five bikes and. Uh, and yeah, they were they were beautiful. They're all classics, and uh, you can't replace them now. You know, if you find them, they're just so expensive that you just can't replace them. So, yeah, that was very real hard. I mean, I can always come visit my kids. You, know? <laughs> you can't go visit the bikes. No, no, I can I can look at them when they come up for sale and go, oh my goodness, look at that! They're four times more than they were when I sold them. Jeez, have you done any deals where you've sold them and like asked for visitation rights for the bike? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Not joke. Not a joke. I mean, I've told people. Oh, you're serious right now. Yeah. No, okay. I've told people that if you ever are going to sell the bike again, uh-huh. you have to contact me. That was part of the deal. Um, whether or not that ever happened, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I have one that's, uh, wow, he's like, yeah, I'll buy it for a thousand today. <laughs> yeah. And I'll sell it to you next Tuesday for 3000. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, that's just it. They, you know, if I could find some of the bikes I have, they're, you know, they're like 30 grand a piece now. It's ridiculous, wow. but yeah, you know, life goes on. They're only things. But yeah, so within like eight years after trying to survive and you know going through all that, um, ended up picking up and moving out to Idaho. And uh, yeah, I love it out there. I have my small motorcycle collection. Yeah, seven or eight bikes, and yeah. uh, that's a big. That's I mean, it's a it's a massive adulting decision. Yeah, it's a totally new place. Oh yeah. yeah How yeah. did you land on Idaho with all the other options out there? Um, I, you know, Abby and I, we, we, you know, I was looking all the time. I've always wanted to go to the Northwest. I was stationed uh, in Washington. I loved Washington. I lived up there, you know, for about four years back in the the seventies and eighties, and I always swore that I'd go back. And 
unfortunately, Washington is not Washington anymore. So, you know, it just it changed so drastically that it just wasn't uh, what it was before, and it wasn't something that I would like to live in. So what I ended up doing was looking all over the place and stumbled onto Idaho because I'd actually been in Idaho numerous times and uh, uh, started looking like crazy. And we found this neighborhood that's, you know, really incredible and, uh, yeah, and been there for almost four years now and, and love it. I would, you know, I would have, uh, if I could have done it earlier, I would have done it earlier. I just, uh, you know. It's it's really it's really nice and relaxing, and uh, I don't have the stress that I had living out here. Unfortunately, I grew up out here, and it's not what I grew up, uh, you know, knowing. And now it's changed so drastically that uh, it uh, that's painful. Just looking at the the change, you know. And, yeah. I feel like that's just a. a it's like a weird generational thing, right? Because so many of us grow up feeling so differently about the way that we grew up, right? So like Mm -hmm. for me, you know, I feel like our generation, I'm 32, like it was like the last generation where people like our, my friends actually played outside. We didn't have computers. We didn't have phones. We didn't even have console. Like if you had a console, it was like a Christmas gift and it was a big deal. And you would go to your friend's house to go use their PlayStation. Like you would have N64 and Mario Kart and 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 all the things. This was like the, yeah. And it was limited, right? Because all you wanted to do Mario Mario 64. uh, Oh, the games to make sure they were, of course. Yeah. To clean them. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it was just a different era. I was talking about this with someone recently where it was like, I feel so grateful. And I hope that there's actually like some sort of regression at some point in the near future yeah. where we all just start to look at our devices mm-hmm. and go, uh-uh, because I know Geo, you know, yeah. he, he tells me no phone. That's great. He has like a thing with it right now. So I... I respect that. And I think that maybe there's a chance that like the kids coming up now might look at these devices as being these weird blocks in front of our face, right. Mm -hmm. That are like taking away from the world. Yeah, no, it would be, it would be incredible if it got back to, you know, the way it was when I was growing up when, you know, we were, when we had you and stuff, because it was, it was probably the last generation where people would have, you know the kids playing in the street and uh, you know having a great time but now and that's just it in idaho you still see that you actually still see that there are nooks because i feel like even in our new neighborhood granted we're the youngest family that is probably going to be there in Mm -hmm. our little court right now um but what i've heard about just in the surrounding neighborhoods it is very much more so like that Mm -hmm we're always going to have the internet and we're always going to have like, you know, these devices cause they exist now. But I think it's just, you know, something we're conscious of because a, we use them a lot for work. So we have to like, you know, be mindful of when we're using them around the kids, but mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want that to be like a huge focus for them. I want them to enjoy the things that I enjoyed as a mm-hmm. kid. I feel like I'm literally hearing what, I heard my parents saying yeah. as we were growing up, like yeah. you guys have no idea, but here we are. I feel like I'm not even that old to be able to like be saying yeah. this, but, but I think that happens with everybody. I think everybody, well, cause, cause change is inevitable. Oh yeah, right? no, like, absolutely. Every generation it for changes. you than it was for your parents, sure. and them, and it was but for the, you. But the concept of, 
playing outside oh, and having yeah. friends. I mean, I yeah. tell Danielle and Mario all the time that, uh, I mean, I still have my friends that I've known for over 50 years. Over, well, let's see. Yeah, over 50 years. And I still communicate with them. I still see them every once in a while. You yeah, know, at awesome. Our high school gets together twice a year in June and, and uh, December. You know, we meet over at the Sagebrush and uh, and they, they still stay connected. You know, that's wow. that you don't see that you don't you know, that's crazy. It's probably the you know, the last generation that would ever do that, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, you know, this, the, the little things like, you know, this morning doing the painting stuff and like that, all that kind of stuff, you know, just finger painting, not caring mm, about, you know, your, yeah, yeah, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you got to just treasure because, oh, man, it's the world has changed so drastically. And who knows if it's ever going to get back to that, that thing where, you know, kids are out playing and having a great time and stuff. And, I hope so. Yeah. They're half, it's cyclical, right? So like it has to, I feel like we're at the well, that threshold. No, but the fact that we're feeling this, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's gotta be other people that are also feeling this oh, and I'm our sure. kids that are looking at us like, dude, but there's so much more. They're, they move to places that still incorporate that and you know and, and you know it's like the like religion they you know they they've moved to places where there's a belief and uh, mm-hmm. a strong belief and they raise kids like they were raised when i was growing up and you know when my parents were growing up and all that kind of stuff it's a different value they raise them with a completely different value and uh um you just don't see that well it's tricky listen you know i would love to say that that can exist and i'm sure it does in some places but like the reality is is that there is so much more awareness now and in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways it's a great thing we want our kids to grow up you know being mindful and conscious and kind and and aware of themselves and others and caring individuals Mm -hmm. so i think there's a balance between like not sheltering your kid too Mm -hmm. much and saying we're just gonna you know not saying that that comes with like religion or certain communities or whatever i'm just saying in general like i think there's this like really interesting tug and pull between like how much is too much but also Mm -hmm. you know yeah, balance. It's a balance, yeah, right? Yeah, no, and, absolutely. And, and whatever, I mean, because you want to keep your kids safe, but you also... Want them to be have a social life. And that which and also right just now, have the awareness, right? Mm-hmm. And the social awareness and the respect for everyone. Yeah. And to be exposed to, you know, enough to understand that everyone is different and the world is different. Yeah. And that we're here to make it a better place and do our part. I agree. Yeah. So it's like, I yeah, I'm still navigating it all, but there's Well, a lot. I mean, I hope... I hope the fact that, you know, that you said what's really important is that you said that you feel that you're this generation, your generation is is kind of aware of this kind of stuff. Cause, you know, when we had Jill's party, all all you kids, I'm watching all you guys and I'm thinking, wow, this is so weird seeing all these young kids with with kids and and yeah and and i thought wow maybe maybe there is a chance you know so but if you guys are all thinking that way yeah i hope so yeah that would be that would be fantastic because it definitely it's going away it's yeah i think in a lot of ways to simplify it's about like disconnecting and reconnecting Mm -hmm. and you can kind of Make that your own. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to take this is how I this is how I learn from my own experiences. I give myself advice through my own podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's send them off on a on a feel good question. What are you most proud of 
for each of them. For each of them? Oh, man, that's tough. That's tough. Um, that they're very... They're very in tune with uh, what we were talking about, you know, respecting people. You know, they, they've got huge hearts and uh, and they care. You know, they they care, and that that's that's a lot. That, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that don't care about anything. They focus on on themselves, and and that's all they focus on. Yeah. And if uh, you know, if you can say that you've raised kids and they they care and respect people. Then that's you know you you've done something you you've helped and you've done something yeah. yeah you know so yeah um yeah I think that's that's probably the the thing that Mario is it's he's like super polite and you know people love him when they meet him and stuff and uh, and he's got incredible potential and uh, I just you know I hope that he uh, that he finds the potential in himself and uh, and you know uh makes it happen makes it happen Danielle you know hey she's a pain in the ass but yeah i don't think so i think she's lovely all, okay. the, all the time yeah 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 i've heard that so many times on your podcast <laughs> what wow your nose is growing so much right now i got i'm sitting next to pinocchio here <laughs> Oh, thank you, you guys. Well, your your younger crew, I, I should have realized that they probably don't even know what that means, huh? Pinocchio. Yeah. I mean, they can they can Google it. Okay. <laughs> the well, last Siri. Well, Pinocchio, when he lied, his uh, his <laughs> nose would grow. So. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I had to explain it. Um. Well, I will say something about being a pain in the ass. I feel like there's a level of pain in the ass you need in order to get shit done yeah no, in order I, to be I able agree. to stand up and say okay i'm gonna take on whatever i gotta take on mm. you know you don't get mm. there always by being the yes girl no i, I get it yeah i think uh, the you know one of the the biggest proud things is that i really feel like the my kids are a chip off the old block just a tiny bit you know but i think they are yeah can you elaborate what does that mean like off you yeah. Oh, like yeah. we're a piece of you. Yeah. You guys, oh, yeah, for you guys, sure. You guys reflect. Like looking in the mirror. Yeah, reflect. Uh, a little yeah. more hair. Oh, That's man. okay. I'm a girl. Yeah, well. That's true. You know what? Girls, boys, we all, you know. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You got to, yeah. Yeah. Mario, you, know, you got anything? Mario's the, the respectable, nice one. And Daniela's, uh, you know, she's the uh, uh, entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I saved that one. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this was great. Thank you for yeah. doing this no, with us. No, thank you. Yeah. I, I was wondering when I was ever going to do something like this. Oh, So should I start anytime. my own podcast? Oh, what's it going to be called? Big Lou's Garage? There you go. 35 yeah. bikes? <laughs> Big Lou's Garage. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what I would do. We'll ask the listeners. Yeah, there you okay. go. Find out what Big Lou's Garage or no, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It could be called <laughs> Bill. Like we've been branded on. <laughs> yeah, it could be big, big Lou's garage, but you know, it could be just life, life. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I'll be a therapist. How's that? <laughs> we all feel like we can be therapists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's. Just... All right, I'm going to keep on talking. So okay, yeah. Andrew's no, we'll... going to push the button, and and here I'm. I'm just starting. All right, you want to you want to take us out? Oh man, I guess I will. Uh, yeah, just to reiterate what Did she said. Did we get fails from you guys? Or no, we didn't, huh? Yeah, we did. We did a no. We just did a, a blended win, didn't we? Yeah. What's yeah. your win and fail of the last week? This last week, uh, 
my win was uh, was coming out here, you know, seeing my family and stuff like that, and seeing you know all you guys and ooh, you got they're all, separate from your family, right? Got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This like, seeing my family and then seeing you guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, fail. Um, I'm gonna say that there hasn't been a fail. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I feel the same. Yeah, I feel the same. This is good. This is good. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? Oh man, I I I would keep on I going. I feel like yeah, I feel like I'm we ready. Just I'm you ready. Up. We're gonna open up Pandora's box and we're just gonna let it flow. All right, let's do this then. One last thing. You're a little more experienced, maybe seasoned than we are. Is the right word? Old? Yeah. <laughs> seasoned. Uh, like most steak? <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, taboo. Yeah, that's a no-no around here. Yeah. Um, most of our listeners, yeah, the, the bulk of them are, are 18 to 34. Oh, okay. Is there anything that sticks out for you in terms of uh, just life learnings, life, life advice, like from your own experience that, that like, you know, are things that you would want to leave down to your children? Because I mm-hmm. think the listeners could probably take something from that as well. Um, I think, you know... When you're when you're growing up as a teenager and stuff, and, and you're around all kinds of different social levels, you know, people that are that you feel are super intelligent, people that are are not that have uh, uh, disabilities, uh, learning disabilities, and stuff like that. People middle of the road. In reality, every single one of those people actually think the same thing they really do they they all have their secure insecurities and they're all struggling with something no matter how great they their life looks and and you just gotta realize that you know what you can when people say oh yeah you can do whatever you want it's absolutely true it really is you can it's just you have to really really want to do it that's all there is to it but you can you can literally do whatever you want and it just it, that's something that I learned really early. I just didn't put it into play uh, until later on. But yeah, I mean, I left home when I was seventeen and basically started, you know, on my own. And wow. uh, yeah, and you know, I just uh, and back then I was so insecure about everything, but I still pushed through. I. I uh, well, I can, like I said, I could go on and on and on, but uh, I did something that I'd never done before. Is I've got all kinds of different, uh, not certificates and stuff like that that I've never hung up. You know, I never have. And since I'm doing the remodel and all that, I put them all on the wall because all my friends in the neighborhood, you know, retired cops or this or that, they have all these things on their, on their walls in their, uh, in their office. And I thought, Oh yeah, I've got a couple things and I filled up a whole wall and then I've got a wall with Mario stuff on there too. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought, man, I, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And, uh, and it's a true, you know, it's a true statement. You just really, really have to, you know, put forth the effort and and really want it. If it's not something that you really, really want, then, yeah, it's just not going to happen. I don't know if this is a compliment or not, but I'm going to just say it. Um, So when people ask me about my parents or, like, however it comes up, I, I always refer to you guys as being, like, real deal 
hustlers. Like you taught me how to grind. Like you taught me how to figure it out. Or at least I felt that way growing mm. up. And yeah. like maybe maybe that was my own interpretation. Maybe, I don't know. I think I, th- I think I heard enough about money growing up, right? Like in a family, you, you know, it comes mm. up. Yeah, well, you can't afford this or we can or I'm trying to make money or whatever. Mm. And then you realize at a young age when you hear that, like, oh, this is a very important thing, right? Yeah. Um, And I always had so much respect for you guys just figuring it out Mm -hmm. and always figuring it out, even Mm -hmm. when things were rough, like it would come in waves and then you would figure it out Mm -hmm. and you always had a good spirit about it. And I will also say something else. I feel like I've brought up a lot recently now that we're parents is, um, this is so random, but like you never, you specifically never, um, made us feel like we couldn't do something Mm. like Mm. physically mentally emotionally i just remember like on the weekends we would go to breakfast and we would do russian pancakes yeah you would get the russian pancakes and there would just be like these little joys in life where i felt like this was all that you really needed yeah it was simple and it was perfect and it was um, fun and there wasn't a, a ton of um Stress. talk around like lack <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like you always you always had this outlook on life where you know anything was possible and you were going to enjoy it and you were going to figure it out and we well, were going to do out. things <laughs> right but like i'm letting you know that that's my well, when i on. think back well, you know then, and when i talk I'm to glad. andrew i'm like let's let's do this or like you know i don't know i i, no, you, I want yeah. that spirit no, I, in I, me yeah no you know? and that's great that you picked that up because yeah, you can stress on all that stuff, and I, I have, you know. But at the same time, we had a great neighborhood that people did stuff, you know. Piscatello, we camped. Yeah, we yeah. did things that, like yeah. now looking back, I'm like, it didn't cost an arm and a leg. Yeah. It was a lot of work, and it was a lot of effort, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> it, it would. But it was fun, and it was like yeah. real fun, and mm-hmm. it was fun as a family, and yeah. it just reminds me to just. I don't know. Yeah. Just stop and, making excuses. Yeah, and, and that—that's what sucked. Leaving, you know, that and you know, the family, you know, separating and stuff like that. The, I, that's what I looked forward to all the time. Was hey, you know, I always got the kids that I could go do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing against Dina. Dina's no, a wonder, no. d- wonderful person. It just you know, two different yeah. mentalities. Uh, you know. And and it just you know at one point it just didn't make sense anymore. That's all. Yeah, you know, I get we, it. We uh, I get it more now than ever. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we ask the questions we ask now because mm-hmm. you look at things so differently when you're in a situation yourself and you're trying to really evaluate. You know, whoa, this is like now I'm calling the shots mm-hmm. and am I making the right choices yeah. and am I going down the right path? And yeah. sometimes you really just don't know if you ever are and you just keep going and going and going until mm-hmm. something just calls at you and says, okay, I'm good. Or, you know, it's time yeah. to try something else. And sometimes it's wrong and sometimes it works out, but you know, hopefully it'll work out more so than not. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, you gotta, <laughs> Like I said, I, I hate saying this because uh, I hate saying hate. I don't like that word. Um, but uh, I just like saying that you have to take care of yourself first. But it's so true. You know, in order for you to take care of other people or, or be 
there for other people. You have to you have to be okay with yourself. You have to you got to take care of yourself because if you're not, then you don't have that much to give to the other person, mm-hmm. the other people. You know, so that's I think that's a real that's a true saying that you mm-hmm. know take care of yourself, make yourself right. Uh, you know, nurture yourself. And that way you've got all that space to nurture other people when it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, growing up is like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to miss doing that kind of stuff. That sucked, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was our time, you know, that was our time. Yeah. We had, <laughs> we had some, some doozies like, uh, when, when I was doing well and, and, uh, we ended up going to Cancun. That was, uh, oh. we decided I never took vacations. And uh, <laughs> when I was doing well, I decided that's it for now on. In fact, the owners of the company said, you never take a vacation. You're taking a vacation. You're not, you're, you know, you've got to take a vacation. So they forced me to take a vacation. So I said, fine. So we went to Cancun. Oh man, that'll be we, another. We meaning my Mar- dad, Mar- myself yeah. and my brother, the yeah. three of us, yeah. the three amigos. Oh my goodness. I'll have, the, they'll have to tell you, or Danielle will have to tell you that story, but, uh, Oh my God. No, you have to just touch on it now because the listener is going, what happened oh, in Cancun? Yeah. Well, I decided to, to rent this villa on the beach and it was like... I, it Monsoon was, season. Yeah, it was a three-story villa with a theater and uh, a lap pool right outside the... the, the on, right across the street from the white sand beach and stuff. A jacuzzi on the roof, all kinds of stuff. It was just crazy, but... Uh, <laughs> It was like, I think it was like 6,000 square feet or something. It was huge. Oh, my God. Remember? Was, yeah, I vaguely it was remember. E- yeah, that. it was enormous. But, uh, yeah, it was monsoon weather. And, uh, yeah, it was one thing after another. But uh, Well, let's just talk about the one thing where we get pulled over by the cops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got pulled over the, by the cops the f- right when we got there. Uh, I was trying to find this place, couldn't find the place. And so I was looking on, or I was talking to the lady that I booked it with on the phone and, uh, and I get pulled over and the cop walks up to the car and I'm with my, my kids and stuff. And he's like, you know, your license. And so I give it to him and he's like, okay, follow me. And I said, what do you mean? Follow you. And he says, uh, you're going to jail. And I'm like, what? I, for what? And he's like, you're on your phone. I said, oh my goodness. I, I didn't realize that I couldn't be on my phone. And the lady was still on the phone and I'm speaking to this guy in broken Spanish. And, uh, um, and next thing I know, I'm talking to the lady. I said, you got to get me out of this, you know, help me out. What can I do? And so she got on the phone with him and, uh, 40 bucks later, he, uh, I, I had him escort us to, to the place. So (laughs) after, after I gave him the 40 bucks, I said, well, now you, you know, you got at least, escort us so i know where i'm going yeah, so yeah that Again, was just not giving advice but this was a while ago and it was i mean i would have done pretty much anything to make sure i didn't go to jail with my two little kids in the car, <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. in another country yeah. um yeah pretty crazy anyways thank yeah. you that yeah was thanks wild. thank you very much <laughs> thank you very much yeah <laughs> all right see you bye <laughs> we confessed enough yeah Oh boy, this come this gonna come back and bite me in the ass. I can see that. Oh, don't worry. I told you every night I film. We do the podcast. I film. We record the podcast. I go to bed and I go. Oh, Danielle, don't worry. Nobody listens anyway. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The thing is, is that I listen. Ooh. Oh yeah, you listen. Yeah, You're I listen on uh, the good way to listen is uh, on one and a half. What? Uh, you, oh, you put it on. It you put it on one and a half so you can listen to it quickly. Uh huh. This is gonna be a two. 
Yeah. <laughs> Times no, two. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew's rolling his eyes back in his head. Producer saying, Andrew. Yeah. All right. I got to edit this crap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to start all over. No way. All right. We'll wrap we ran it up. out of batteries, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we ran out of batteries and uh, we had to uh, redo this. So, yeah. Thanks, uh, technical man over there. <laughs> Oh, I heard her say, hey, we need batteries. And you said, nah, it's okay. Look at, we are the same person. Now you've got two against one. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm out, the mother and two fathers. What do you have to say? I'm out too. Luda in the house. <laughs> Luda in the house. That's enough for us, guys. Have a great week. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here, so make sure you tune in for all the goods. <laughs> <laughs>